0: Does everybody know what time it is? School time. Just lifting a joke right from from the episode. The, yeah, yeah, man, I'm taking the day off from school. It's an in-service day. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, you might be out of work, school, but you're not out of work. It's it's current work. Gonna be a great episode, folks. <laughs> Of death, I take a look at my mind and realize there's not much left. <laughs> okay, that's true. Because we've been chatting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. We've been spending most of our lives living in a grunt work paradise. <laughs> What'd you call it, paradise? Here on Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that didn't go to a doctorate program to be called Mr. Grunt Work. Thank you very much. <laughs> Dr. grunt work is like the, the it's like the game Dr. Mario. We just throw pi- <laughs> we throw pills at things. That's pretty much it. And people wonder why we have an opioid crisis. Yeah. Uh, I am landon 10 cc's stat solano, <laughs> joined always by my co-host Truman. We did everything we could, caps. <laughs> Truman <laughs> beep caps. <laughs> Truman it's good to see you on this loopy ass Uh, I was gonna say morning, but it's afternoon. Well, well, yeah, because we we we, we—it's barely afternoon. I mean, twelve thirty. It's twelve thirty. Yeah. Oh, gee. Okay, we gotta speed this stuff up. I got I got (laughs) a big day full of things to do. Uh, I I do have a big day after this. uh, Landon, it's good. It's good to see you too. It's good to be seen. Um, If the sound quality sounds a little different today, it's because nothing at all has changed about what we're recording. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Much like uh, part of this episode. where Tim is banging on the wall while Jill is trying to study, uh, Gruntwork Studios is above a place that is being renovated. Therefore, we had to switch uh, places. So, yes, um, we are at Gruntwork Studios East, by which you mean like a few blocks (laughs) east at my girlfriend's apartment. Uh, So enjoy these resonant vinyl floors. A few... A few... um, uh notes, I guess. Uh I am loopy as fuck today. Yes. Uh he ate a bowl of fruit types for breakfast. <laughs> I did not get the sleep I needed. I was woken up out of a dead sleep. Um I'm sweating. I'm in a new place. I didn't get my coffee. Uh we're recording at a different time than normal, so I was losing my shit before we even started recording. <laughs> now, now, and maybe some of you at home are thinking, now wait, guys, it seems like just about every episode of this podcast ends with Landon descending into madness. So how is this different? Uh, um, and I couldn't really tell you. I yeah, think we're no, going to find out together. Uh, maybe I'll gain my composure. Yeah. I should go through this. Maybe you'll find out that the coffee is actually what's making you worse. <laughs> but then can you drink it anyway because it's delicious? Oh, well, let's try to keep this on track. Truman, do you have an episode synopsis of what we watch? This week uh, for a little TV show called Home Improvement. Uh, yes, I do. Because Are you surprised that I got through that? I, I saw you hanging on every word I was, going, I, How is he going to get through this? <laughs> I was, I was, it was like a roller coaster. I was like, I don't know if we're going to dip or we're going to weave. We're, we're on an island of adventure here. Uh, yes, I, I have got a synopsis. Um, please take it away while I compose myself. Okay, certainly. It'll be a nice long one. When Tim finds out he's getting an honorary PhD from Western Michigan University, he's thrilled. But Jill, (laughs) who's been burning the midnight oil... You said you were going to compose yourself, Landon. I can't focus. You're right. Sorry, your performance is too good. (laughs) He's thrilled. Jill, who's burning the midnight oil to get a graduate degree, and Wilson, who toiled hard to get his PhD, are significantly less excited. But Tim's gloating comes to a quick end when he finds out that the only reason he's being given the award is because the university thinks a celebrity like him will be a good fundraiser. Also, Tim gets into some trouble with mousetraps. (laughs)
1: <laughs> feel like uh, I have the mention. and
0: that that's uh, I, I thank you very much for bringing that up because that uh that definitely takes the laugh out of uh my giggles right now it takes the laugh out of my giggles <laughs> 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 sir I, I dare say you have taken the laugh out of my giggle <laughs> uh yeah it was a weird uh yeah that was a, that was a thing that happened it was a thing that happened uh, um this episode uh was written well actually let's go into the guess that title portion of this uh, yeah first yes do you Want to guess what the title of this episode happens to be titled? <laughs> you're stretching it. You're just stretching it. And you're pulling them like taffy, Landon. That's uh, how my brain feels. I, I have, I have, um, I have a few options. I think one of them might actually be it. I think that I, for I, once, I, 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 I can feel it in the air. I. Think we're gonna get a chalupa's falling from the ceiling you, moment? You, you can feel it coming in the air tonight. Yes. Okay, well then I'm gonna I'm gonna then I'm gonna have that one be last, so okay. I can go through my other ones, which I might like more. Okay. Uh, ph denial. I like it. I uh, thank you. Dip Loma, like Tim is a dip. <laughs> Also, dips are good. D- dips are delicious, uh, and we're talking, of course, about tobacco. We are big proponents <laughs> of chewing tobacco here on grunt work. It's good for you. It makes you live longer. It makes your penis larger or your um, uterus more fertile. I don't know. Uh, do people, do whatever. When I was back in Florida for the holidays, there were, it, chew is such a common thing out there really? that people have. I I've seen okay. I've seen this on a number of occasions, which is why it's you know consistent enough to mention. Um, my parents loved to shop. Yeah, going to the outlet mall so that you know the outside uh, discount sort of stores. I, I I know what outlet malls Some are. People might not outlet malls haven't stretched everywhere in this country <laughs> uh, or the they world because we do have international listeners. I suppose they do. F- folks, do they have do they have outlet malls in Edinburgh? Who knows? Maybe I don't know. I mean, it seems to be destination spots for people visiting this country. Yes, Oregon's number one tourist attraction is the outlet malls outside my hometown, not Crater <laughs> Lake. Anyway, go on. But anyway, because it's outdoors, they think that it's it's. it's fine to carry with them a uh, water bottle that they can spit into while going in the stores. Mm. So it's just a very common occurrence to be walking around like trying to find my mom in a Talbots and (laughs) seeing some dude waiting for his wife and spitting his chew into a bottle. It's disgusting. I mean, how is that... Like, how is that more convenient than having to step outside and have a cigarette? Like, also, at this point, why not just vape? I mean, (laughs) and I'm not a proponent of vaping. Well, yeah. But, like... Vaping, who knows what kind of effects that's having on the people around you. Uh, At least the only assault that... Chew does is on my eyeballs. Okay, I mean you're going to be upset by it any which way. I still think vape like vaping will probably turn your lungs into popcorn or something. I don't Give a to what happens to these people Yeah, no, I'm just no, worried fuck about that. What They've made their choice. I'm inhaling, yeah. I just think that I feel like the vape cl- like the vape cloud disperses so much faster and it kind of looks cool whereas Whereas, smoking a cigarette, that's bad for everybody around you. And spitting into a, like, a, a like, carrying like a Dishani around bottle. Also, why not a Gatorade bottle, which has a wider mouth to spit into? Or something opaque, where you can't fucking see the disgusting tobacco saliva. Now, Landon. Yeah. I'm, I've, this has to exist already, but some kind of bespoke, like, opaque uh special container that is made specifically You're to split like stuff into a mobile spittoon yeah a mobile spittoon basically <laughs> <laughs> mobile spittoon also for some reason that sounds like an a mobile game like a like a <laughs> video game you play on your phone but all of all of that is which to say my other option for a title diploma tick immunity Re- revoked now i have the fourth one that i think is actually it okay. but let's all appreciate my lethal weapon to joke Okay, thank you. This Co- moment of. Consider it appreciated. Yes, this moment will be deducted <laughs> from your pay. Um, and lastly, and most likely of what it is, A Matter of Degrees. Oh, I like that title a lot. It's not it. It's not it. No, Oh, no. I, oh man, I'm so hungry for Chalupas. I think with five more minutes, you could have got it, but. Uh, you always say that. I think you're overestimating I how I don't smart always I am. say that. I say that when I think you have five minutes and could have gotten it, uh, <laughs> which is uh, Doctor in the House. Um, yeah... I don't think I would have got that. The no. thing about me, Landon, is that I write down three or four that I feel good about, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to try anymore. <laughs> Trying is hard. <laughs> why, why, why do more when I could do less? Which is why I got average grades in college. <laughs> uh, this episode was directed by Andy Cadiff and written by the comedy team, the, the famous duo of Bruce Ferber and Lloyd Garver. Ferber and Garver. I'm convinced are the actual names of the wild and crazy guys. <laughs> they just, they just sauntered into the writing room and, and then like, we're not going to make Tim go to college. Oh my God. How'd you feel about this episode? I felt like I wasn't asking you, I was asking God. Oh, uh, I was asking my God specifically, which is, which is Cthulhu. <laughs> no, it's David Byrne. Oh, can, can I, is your church open? Like, can I get in there? I, I feel like he's mine too. Uh, yeah, but you have to leave all sense behind in order to enter well you you certainly are you're praising him every time we record this damn podcast then aren't you yes um, don't oppress my uh, religious practices uh, no no certainly well I won't I wouldn't dare make flippy floppy <laughs> um I hope at least one person who listens to this like stop making sense so they understand what four, apparently 40 percent of our podcast is about I listen to it okay and I like it okay I okay because it makes two of us and I watched it last night Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> no, no, what? No, what? You didn't get enough sleep because you were up late watching a movie you've seen 75 times. <laughs> and at the same time, yes. I applaud you. That's always a great choice of a movie to watch. Uh, I agree. Um. So, why does Chris have to talk talk like a morning <laughs> DJ throughout the entire of Genius of Love? He is the granddaddy of soul, y'all. So check it out. Takes away from Tina's kind of balletic uh, performance. Is there one time to shine throughout the entire show? I okay. A. I would say that Tina Weymouth is shining throughout. Yeah. But uh, no, I. I. Think in, in terms of a constructed moment for her, though. Yes, yeah, so, uh, that is specifically putting the spotlight on yeah. her band. Yeah, I think it's bad. I think that a. I think that the 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 culprit there um, is is old daddy cocaine, <laughs> definitely definitely cocaine. Yeah. B. I like to think about the fight that they had after, like you know, if, if that was only one performance that Jonathan Demi was cutting from, if it was for all three of them, <laughs> we're backstage, just like really doing it again, huh? You've done it all three nights. You're just yelling shit about James Brown. And you're just you're just you know the girls can do it too, y'all. What do you mean by that? Uh, anyway, <sighs> yes. I thought this episode, to get back around to your, to your, <laughs> to your question, uh, this episode felt like a throwback to an earlier season, albeit with kind of the benefits that season five has conferred upon the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's very, it feels aimless. It is definitely plot light, and we haven't had a plot yeah. light boy in a while. But uh, it doesn't really end in a satisfactory way. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it was funny. It was. I had a good time getting yeah, there, and you, Tim isn't your that Your notes bad. are almost identical to mine. Uh, yeah. I, it was like, okay, they've established a conflict. But then the conflict doesn't evolve and it certainly doesn't resolve no by the end of it. But it was still funny. I kind of attribute it to this episode's like cotton candy. Where <laughs> I feel like we've it's said this before. Tasty, but it's not filling. Yeah. And it's not good for you. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like I feel like last week's episode was I mean, I, I would, uh, you know, there've been, we've had episodes that have been like a nice hearty pot roast or meatloaf or something that is edible for a vegetarian. Uh, I'm feeling like a nice eggplant Parmesan oh, today. Oh, man, I'm feeling like a nice eggplant Parmesan, maybe, too. Maybe a portobello burger. Oh, yeah, I like a nice portobello if it's been sautéed properly. This was not one of those. <laughs> no. It uh, certainly was not. Um, yeah. So that, I don't know, that, th- those are my feelings. Do you have any other additional feelings? No, I think, uh, I think I mean, there's not a lot to comment on. Uh, in it's this, cotton they, candy. It yeah. is cotton candy. It's just fluffy with no substance. Is it blue or is it pink? Oh, I was thinking it was like uh, the Neapolitan where you kind of get the twirl of both. Have you ever oh, heard really? one of those? I've, no, I've never had one of those. I've seen one of those. I mean, I haven't had cotton candy in probably 20 years because <laughs> even as a child, I was like, this is... I'm I'm an adult. I don't like this. <laughs> Even as a child, I, I was just like, no, no, thank you. Give me a hot dog, please. Gross. Uh, what? Okay. F- actually, that's also that is gross. You're you're right about that. I think I think that it's pink cotton candy because pink cotton candy looks like insulation, which you would put in a home, and which oh, Tim has probably yeah. eaten at some point, thinking it's at least candy. tasted it. Yeah. Yeah. At least like, now uh, oh, my tongue itches now. Oh my goodness! Well, before we get into this episode, I want to take a moment to thank our uh, patron overseers, our our main uh, top tier contributors, our al pals, our uh, grunt work grunt heads for life. Yes, Uh, I didn't know that. I bet you didn't know that you were getting into a lifetime uh, commitment with this, but you know, it's a one billion year commitment. It's (laughs) it's like it's like joining Scientology. You are in. Even after you die, your soul will be (laughs) listening to this podcast. Uh, So thank you to... Tara, Kirsty. Uh, a special thanks goes to Kirsty this week as yes. we are uh, recording in her uh, apartment. That's a Patreon bonus. If you contribute at her level, <laughs> we will come and record at your place, and we won't tell you. Uh, but you pay the expenses to wherever you are located. Uh, yes. Like uh, John, who's out in Scotland. Yes. Uh, Do they have they outlet malls? <laughs> um, John, also, Voorhees. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. We're not doing last names anymore. Well, I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think anybody really cares. Uh, who knows, uh, John? I will. I'll send you something if you uh, are gonna yell at me. Uh, and Tom with two M's. <laughs> you're not setting yourself up like then. Just everyone threatens to yell at you, and then you're always sending stuff. But your I didn't stuff. say anyone else's last name. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's just, only just one person. It's just one one person's name, and uh, it's the most dangerous person because he's a Vorky's. True, true. I said it again. God, God, damn, God damn it, Landon. It. Come on, dude. But uh, now, 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 John, John V, you know who we're talking to. The thing is, what you're going to get sent by Landon is a Gatorade bottle full of of spittoon, uh, of, of spittings, and oh, I mean, and Lord. I don't mean it's half full. I mean full to the top. Like the cap is on there tight, and it is just full of murky, uh, murky tan colored oh, liquid. You're a cap. Um, I am. <laughs> That's fairly true. We go. My dad's fraternity nickname was Hub. <laughs> I. There's a story there. We, um, our last name is Caps. What's hub? I don't get the hub part. Okay, Landon. Imagine a car. Hub cap. Got there, it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Here on this comedy podcast, folks, we're 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 on top of the ups. All right. So <laughs> my my improv technique is yes what? <laughs> <laughs> yes what? Yeah. Yes, but I'm confused. <laughs> I'll go with it, but I don't get it. <laughs> uh, let's go into the the crux of this episode, yep. uh, if we dare. Um. We start on Tool Time. Yes, we do, as we so often do. As we so often do. Uh, Al is talking about uh, having to deal... He has space issues where yes. he lives. Uh, I'm yeah. wondering if he's still living in that same apartment. I don't know, but I mean, he's not living with Eileen at this point, is he? I don't think so. I mean, it, that hammock would be kind of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe he likes it that way, though. <laughs> um, but, yes. And then he's like, everybody, get in line yeah, that's another... Yeah, Stop yeah, nothing sense. can come between us. Yeah. Um, slowly turning into a Frasier and Stop Making Sense podcast. Uh, so, anyway, he's he's talking about how he's got space problems, and that's why he loves having this telescoping ladder from Binford. Yes. If you live in an apartment, why do you need a, why do you need a 12-foot ladder? Do you, maybe, it's never been addressed on the show, but maybe... Uh, So, spoiler alert, Tim obviously gets a PhD in this episode from Western University, which is the university that Tim Allen actually went to, and my dad as well. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Al Borland is the office, uh, or office, the the building manager and handyman of the building he lives in, just like Richard Karn was, uh, before he got home improvement. That's an interesting idea. I could see that. I could see, because, I mean... Even if he, even if he wasn't, when he moved in, if then you've got a bona fide uh, celebrity from a home improvement show living in your complex, why not be like, "Yo, uh, we'll give you free rent if you fix, uh, yeah, if you fix our shit." And- I mean, it would just be nothing but money for him because he's a silent partner at Harry's Hardware. He can just get what he needs to do what he needs to around the building. Yeah, and Harry's Hardware definitely seems like there's a lot of shady accounting going on there. <laughs> like, that place is some kind of Goodfellas pump-and-dump scheme. Like, that, you know, just just get as much value out of it as you can. Yes. Uh, and then set it on fire. Uh, so, anyway, Tim can't get the ladder to telescope properly. Yeah. But and Al I, I was already, like, just... My, my stomach was in knots because I have a... Um, I have a thing with ladders specifically about smashing fingers and, and mm. you know, whatnots. So as Tim was trying to get this open, I knew it was just going to, like, you know, explode and chop his fingers off. It didn't, I, thank I God. Thought, but. I, I thought it was going to blast upwards and, like, hit him in the face. <laughs> we, were all, we were all expecting a different calamity to come from this. <laughs> so yeah. Tim can't get it to work, and then Al's like, I'll do it. And then he... Telescopes it up very quickly, and the crowd treats this like it's the best fucking thing they've ever seen. Like it's it like they're yeah. they're cheering like like it's uh, like it's Tony Stark snapping his fingers at the end of that one movie. Um, they uh, the Grunt Creep also walks in at this point. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but oh, I saw this uh, when he when Al was able to get the ladder up and Tim couldn't. Uh, the Grunt Creep actually does the uh, the championship arms that oh. Al did when oh, he won the yeah. drywall contest. where you know. <laughs> Doing the bodybuilder, uh, I don't know what's the term for that. I, I it's feel like, like it's just like whatever bi- arms bi- akimbo, the the upward version of that. It's it's the next motion you do after you do arms akimbo. It's, it's like <laughs> it's it's bodybuilder arms. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I I I you know I noticed the grunt creep. I did not realize he was doing that, but I, I respect that uh, that a creature with such noodly little arms still is flexing. <laughs> uh, Weird yeah. flex, but okay. <laughs> there it is. Uh so Tim decides to demonstrate the ladder uh and starts climbing on it uh Because we wouldn't have we wouldn't, we wouldn't have known how the ladder worked <laughs> if we right. did like what is this what is this wizardry? Uh well yeah. Do you think it w- well it's it's Binford, but do you think that they co opted it from the Rose Such a Clatter uh <laughs> Yes, I. Th- it might company. be. It might be the same prop from the <laughs> Santa Claus Part One. Uh, uh, Tim starts climbing up over. Uh, I guess it, is, is it, this is Gadget Corner. I mean, it's not really Gadget Corner. They're just highlighting a new product. Yeah, product corner. But I. I, th- I think it. I think it counts as Gadget Corner. I yeah. mean, this counts as a gadget if there ever was one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Inspector Gadget has one of these in his <laughs> legs or something. So they have the same kind of gray backdrop that uh, Gadget Corner has, just without the Gadget Corner logo. Uh, and Tim starts climbing up uh, the ladder that is propped against it, and uh, when he gets to the top, whoop, It's, it's <laughs> there he goes. There there he goes. The thing that, the, like Al is saying, like, Tim, don't go too high on the ladder, and Tim says, you know, ah, shut up, Al, let me do my thing, and then... Yeah, he gets too high, and the ladder flips over the back. And uh, Suddenly growing hinges. And yeah, I know, <laughs> attaching yeah. to the backdrop. Yeah, just like a big old seesaw. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, then Tim comes up from the other side, and he says something like, Yeah, this, is, uh, yo, this ladder is really great, so long as you're smart enough to read the safety instructions first. Burn on himself. I know, that was interesting. That's, I think, the first time in the history of the show Tim has ever acknowledged that he <laughs> should have done something differently when it comes to tools. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but then we get the da-da-da-da-da-da. And then they all uh, they, just they rush they off frame. scampering over to the Jim's other set. favorite moment. I, You know what? There are simple joys in this life, and <laughs> that is one of them. Uh, and they're going to another segment called the mail bag, M-A-L-E bag. We haven't had this in a while. No, we haven't. And also... They, they, this is also an early reference to the interwebs. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, Glad you made a note of that. Oh, trust me. I made a note of that. Do you have the exact lines that they used? Cause I don't either. I don't have the, <laughs> uh, I don't, but I have the, uh, the URL he gave. Oh in yeah. In fact, let's, uh, in real time, see what is on <laughs> flannel. It's net. probably weird porn. <laughs> Well, that's all right. We're on Kirstie's. Um... Oh, on her Wi-Fi, great. Yeah, all the Trojan horses. Uh, it's not porn, but uh, it's one of those related links uh, site. This uh, by this domain Ownerflannel.net of is offering it uh, for the asking price of seventeen hundred dollars. Is Flannel that popular? Is um. the owner? <laughs> Is the owner Richard Carn? <laughs> Maybe we need to buy it for him. Not uh, for that much, though. Yeah, no, sorry. I mean, we love him, but not that much. Uh, I would, I would buy it for one one thousandth of that cost. <laughs> for related links, you can see women t-shirts. Okay, t-shirts, hmm. fabric shop, buffalo print pajamas. Whoa, <laughs> what's buffalo print? I don't does know. It, does it is it spicy and orange? Like <laughs> it should be. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's Oompa Loompa print. We go to... That's president print, let's be honest. We go to... <laughs> yes, Sorry. We go to the mailbag. <laughs> um, yeah, we go to the mailbag, and uh, uh, Tim uh, pulls out a letter... Well, the first one is somebody asking, like, how do you budget for tool purchases and such? Yep. And Tim basically says, oh, well, you know, you you, you add up how much you got to spend on your house payment and on your utilities and on food, and, and then disregard all that and just spend as much as you want well he doesn't actually grunt because I know we keep track of that but he you know he basically tims it and everyone laughs and then Al says be sure to set a little bit aside for a divorce lawyer (laughs) and I like I like that Al they're giving Al more uh, uh, comeback lines I guess and that and that when he says them we get Tim making a face but we don't get Tim saying I'm gonna fire you (laughs) which I feel like they finally realized was not working I'm gonna divorce you from your paycheck yeah that's exactly what he would have said yeah uh, or, or something like, you'd, you wouldn't know anything about that because you're not married. <laughs> the second letter that he pulls out is actually a letter from Western Michigan University uh, stating that they want to give Tim an honorary PhD in uh, engineering. And which seems like the sort of... You know, when you're going to give someone an honorary PhD, you naturally send a letter to their <laughs> work TV show <laughs> glad you address. wrote that note because I had the same thing. It's just like, why is this going... I mean... Hell, I, people don't get to letters on TV shows and podcasts uh, for months at a time. Yeah, Maybe yeah. this was sent to him, like, yeah. uh, last year or two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he you he know, got that it's... safety award, and they are like, you know what? <clears throat> if he can get a safety award, we need to give him a PhD in engineering. Yeah, yeah. Also, surprised to me that Tim graduated with an engineering degree, like, because they mentioned at one point, he, was, yeah. he came through the engineering program. Engineering – is hard. Yeah. And I don't know that from experience, but I know that from like everyone I know who's gone to engineering school. Like, they expect a lot. You can't really float through an engineering degree. Yeah, right. Like, it'd be one thing. You could. Can- I mean, that's how you. That's like the first step to working for NASA. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't. I don't. Um, I, I don't know. That does not say very good things about the Western Michigan Engineering Department, but <laughs> that someone, like, that someone like Tim could get through there. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I have a question um, about honorary degrees. Okay. Is now the time to do it, or should we wait till later? I, I'm not the arbiter when we can talk <laughs> about honorary degrees. <laughs> what is an honorary degree, and how does it differ from a regular degree? Uh, an honorary degree is a degree that uh, okay you know honorary Oscars yeah it's I mean I understand the concept of getting an honorary degree okay okay good all right. but I mean what does it enable you to do or is it just a completely uh, decorative sort of thing It's basically an excuse for that person to come and give a speech at the yeah. university like they're never they never give honorary degrees to like. You know, an underprivileged person who's clearly very smart but can't afford to go to college and knows all the stuff and then can use that degree to get a job. They always yeah. give it to someone who is, like, famous and already has a degree probably right, from right. that school. Or... I mean, like, if they gave, I don't know, fucking Tarantino a, a degree in feats, it doesn't mean he can go be a podiatrist. Well... <laughs> Maybe in Mexico he could. (laughs) Once upon a time in Mexico he could. Uh, Yeah, I think that – no, it doesn't – I don't think it actually means you can do anything. Yeah, I think it just is sort of a – Just a recognition sort of thing. It's it's just an – it's just an honorary – it's just really like, hey, come give a speech at this commencement address. Hey, also, we're establishing a connection with you. It's kind of like we we claim you as one of ours. You are now part of our Western Michigan University alma mater. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of benefits would come for it of the people receiving the degree beyond just being able to say, can he call himself doctor now? He might be able to. Yeah, I mean, I think that unscrupulous people – I think that's like – I think that's how Dr. Phil –
1: <laughs> works, Doctor Oz. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Oz
0: certainly. Well, I know yeah. I, the sad thing is Doctor Oz actually is a doctor. Oh, he he ac- he actually really went to medical school. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> At Trump University. Yeah, uh, well, more or less. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I know I don't really understand what a person does. Like I this whole episode, I was thinking like, I wonder if I'll ever get an honorary degree <laughs> from anywhere. But then it's like, what would I do with it? Like, and what would they give me? And like, right? You know? Yeah. Uh. So. I don't know. What would you get an honorary degree in? What do you think you would be awarded it for? Stop making sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Byrne University is is pleased to give you the honorary, you know, a PhD in, holy shit, you've watched this movie a lot. There's a moment during, uh, uh what's... I'm not good with the titles. Oh, shit. Well, which ones? The, the chorus. Um, I'm not good with lyrics either. <laughs> okay, uh, hum the tune. <laughs> There's a million ways... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's what a day that was. Yeah, what a day that was. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, there's a moment in that when David Byrne looks like uh, uh, the screen painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. From Munch. Munch? Yeah. How uh, do you pronounce his name? Edward Munch. Munch, yeah, yeah, I think. Or I'm talking about Munch, the character from Law and Order whatever. <laughs> but so what, based on that analysis, you think you'd get a PhD? I'm just, that's a starting point. I'm just throwing out uh, little bits for what my thesis would be. Uh, to get a degree. Do you have to write a thesis if you're going to get an honorary degree? No, I think they just hand it to you. But I like the idea that your thesis would just be... The Oxford English Dictionary definition of Stop Making Sense is a 1984 (laughs) concert film by Jonathan Demme. In in this essay, I will prove that it's a really great movie. And then just the whole essay is just like, did you see that bit during this... uh, Did you like when the first shot is him just walking out with the (laughs) boombox? But there's a moment... At the, the, when he's done finishing the dance with the lamp mm-hmm. during this must be the place, when he gets surprised that it steadies itself, because mm-hmm. he thought he was going to have to spend more time steadying it, uh, and he looks so delighted. Yeah. Did you notice that one moment? <laughs> Where they throw a beach ball at the stage, but due to the fact that it was cut together from three different concerts, the beach ball never reaches the stage. But the red hat doesn't. It preemphasizes the uh, MAGA hats that would come uh, almost three decades later. Yeah, yeah, no, lots of lots of big time white nationalists showing up at a Stop Making Sense concert at the Greek Theater in 1984. Um, folks, this is a plot light episode of Home Improvement. Hence, we are we are putting in some packing peanuts of us talking about Stop Making Sense. Um, so. <sighs> They want to give Tim an honorary PhD. He says... <laughs> from <still> the first scene. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not, we're not even okay. to the opening credits. All right, all right, From all now right. on, you'll Serious be... Serious time. He doesn't well, know what time it is. Serious time. From now on, Tim yeah. says, you'll be standing next to a doctor, which I guess would make you my nurse. So I guess by Tim's logic, anyone who stands next to a doctor is a nurse. <laughs> uh, yep, not a specialist, not a uh, other... Uh, what, what else? Orderly? Uh, Orderly, uh, resident uh, attending physician, just another doctor. So that also means, by by (laughs) Tim's logic, in Back to the Future, Marty is a nurse because he stands next to Doc Brown. Well, now there's a good question. Do you think Doc Brown is an actual doctor? Because he would have been called Dr. Brown if he did go through a PhD program. Mm, I mean, I feel like he went through a PhD program. I mean, dude invented time travel. Yeah, he probably does have a PhD. My guess is that. When he started experimenting with time travel, he lost his tenure. Yeah. It uh, was completely shunned by the medical and academic comi- uh, communities. Yeah, and also some committees, probably. And some committees. A committee shunned the, him. Committees. The, 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 oh, God almighty. Let's just uh, drop that bit and move on. Um, we go to the theme song. Yes. We get a, a diploma transition to yes. the theme song. Yes. Question. Yes. What is the contraption that shoots out the title? It um, looks like a battle bot. It it does look like a BattleBot. And I think, in fact, the the, the show BattleBots was inspired by people watching Home Improvement (laughs) because the overlap there is huge in interest. Uh, It looks like a car that is shaped like a house. <laughs> and because Tim is obsessed with cars and improving his home, yeah. it really is sort of an amalgam of everything that the show is. Okay, I could, I could dig. And he's that. also remote control driving it at one point. You see Wilson disapproving. No, that's a different one. That's a different. That's a different thing. That's a, it's a different battle bot. I want to oh. see these two battle bots do battle. <laughs> and the grunt creep is the ref. The other one is like a a, a steamroller with a jet engine Fair, that know, goes through in the, the shape through of the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the other one is more of a boxy sort of thing with the uh, the the wings that open up and shoot out the title. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And it's all like a spring, too. Yeah, it's all spring loaded. Yeah. The thing that I like to think about when I whenever I get gloomy about the state of the world, I like to think <laughs> about the opening credits for home improvement. <laughs> uh, specifically the fact that uh, you know, they they clearly shot all of this in front of green screens or whatever with oh, yeah. this cartoony backdrop. But Jill going up to the which, la- which washing means, machine which means that there is a a plate shot of Tim standing in front of a green screen just with his arms out waving yes. his hands <laughs> and there is a there is a plate shot of of Patricia Richardson standing in front of a green screen just like kind of picking up some laundry and like slapping it against the green screen to mimic putting it in this cartoon washing machine and you can almost see in her face like this is stupid y'all I don't like this <laughs> it's um I don't know I that's 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 what I think about. I think you'll find that love actually is everywhere. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's that's just a thing that, that lifts me up on on sad days. We go to the second scene of this episode. Yes, <laughs> <The> <laughs> boys are lounging around the living room. Uh, Brad is a old man. Yeah, uh, especially compared to what we've seen. <laughs> yeah, like the baby in the in yeah. the in the opening credits. Uh, but there's a box near the uh, the kitchen island uh, filled with toys because Jill is donating them again. Yes. Is this going to be what the episode's about? No. <laughs> um, but Mark is lamenting the loss of these toys, and the first one that he comments, the first one as he's talking about it, he pulls out, like, a flail, like a morning star. <laughs> like, doesn't look like a toy one. It looks like no. an actual prop from Braveheart or something. <laughs> It's because he, he crafted a better sword and got rid of the, the mace altogether. Uh, we've we've all been there when playing Skyrim. <laughs> IMDB trivia, that's actually the mace used to fashion <laughs> a guy's skull during Braveheart. Uh, it's still it's still got the fake blood on it and everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he, also maybe that was a leftover from when they were playing Blade Warriors a lot I don't know <laughs> um, so it's a flail there's a whoopee cushion which is like the Gas Master 5000 or something uh, yep. Randy laments how many butts it has, has been underneath which I think is a good reason to get rid of it yep agreed uh, Brad laments that Randy <sighs> pulls out the uh... <laughs> ka-ching it goes in the chalupa fund I guess <laughs> thanks for uh, wiring that sound effect. <laughs> do it whenever you put a dollar people in. people wouldn't have known i was putting <laughs> a totally real dollar in the totally real jar that we have that you brought from your house over to to my girlfriend's apartment just in case i fucked up a name <laughs> guys i'm sorry i'm laughing so much during this no house. one else is laughing at this i promise I you that i know it's it's the most annoying when someone can't control themselves um randy is lamenting getting rid of his suction cup dart gun yeah which he then he then like Hold, like like James Bond, he just, like, holds it up and then fires it. Yeah. And we then get a reverse shot. Faster and longer than any dart gun has ever shot any kind of nerf uh, suction cup dart. Yeah, it has better range than, I think, a real gun. Like, you could have you could have fired <laughs> yeah. a, a shown-off real pistol, and it would not have gone that far. Uh, but And so what ends up happening is a stupid sight gag that still made me laugh a little bit. Tim yeah. walks in from the garage uh, with the dart on his chin. Yeah. And the reason I... I laughed at it was because the obvious spot would have been the forehead. Yes. The fact that they chose the chin yeah. was like, okay, that's that's off-kilter enough to make me at least giggle. How long do you think the discussion was like backstage of like where the darts going to go <laughs> on Tim Allen's face? Do you think there was a negotiation with Tim like was his manager and they're like, not the forehead. He needs that forehead. <laughs> If you fuck up <laughs> that forehead, it's coming out of it's it's coming out of the show's budget. I don't know, but I kinda like I mean, I, when I was back in my comedy days, I really, really the thing I loved most about it was really breaking down a sentence or like down to like the word, like what is a funnier word to use here? What's a funnier number? What is the funniest number? Sixty nine. From... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's just those are facts. Uh, but if you were gonna like I don't know, whatever. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> I mean those are the two best comedy numbers, I'm sorry. Um, or I guess what is it five five thousand eighty five the one that looks like boobs if you flip it upside down I on the cal- on an old calculator uh, i can't recover from that um but Tim comes in, pulls the dart off his chin and uh <laughs> he gives one of the better lines from the episode, which is uh he sees the big box of toys, and they you know the boys lament and he goes she can't give away our toys <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to pull out uh the glasses that have the eyes on springs. Yeah, the springy eyeball glasses, yeah. I basically rephrased the same thing that you said, but whatever. I have to put my bark on it. Uh, but he's explaining to them with the springy eyeballs on that he just got a PhD, yep. an honorary PhD from school. Randy comes in with the kill shot saying, are you sure it's not a PhD minus? <laughs> Chef kiss. Great noise. Yes. Noise? That was a great noise you made. Uh, with noise. With the sound effect. <laughs> you just did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Brad uh, then takes uh, the gun from Randy and shoots it in the other direction. And Jill walks in with uh, a little dart on her tit, <laughs> and the audience goes nuts. And Landon also goes nuts, going like, "Oh, they went there! They did it! They did it!" I um, was up out of my seat, just uh, trouncing around in a circle with my arms in the air. Yeah, you're, yeah, it was like it was like somebody who gets really their mind blown on David Blaine street magic. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, look. I think that the show has gotten very good about doing, uh, doing good running gags. Like, like with the, with the apple juice in the yeah. last episode, then with the, like, I feel like every episode, even if it's got nothing else, they will do a good running gag at the house now. Uh, and, and I like this. I liked the, I liked the darts. Yeah, I did too. I like the notion that this dart gun is like a dart sniper rifle, and these darts <laughs> are so adhesive <laughs> that they will stick to people no matter where. Oh my goodness. Yeah, especially Jill's suede vest. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, she comes in lamenting herself that her professor just assigned a shitload of homework and papers uh, over the weekend. Just a fuck-ass ton. (laughs) You know, it's my secret uh, ambition this season to not swear as much. Well, well, okay. It's, it's, I'm not gonna imply that or uh, impart that on you, but it's for myself. I'm gonna swear more to make up for okay. it. Okay, so people will Fantastic. think that we're both swearing just as much. <laughs> um, so she's lamenting all the the work she has to actually do for school, the actual work she has to do for her actual school, whatever the fuck. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, swearing again, and <laughs> whatever the whatever the heck jingles that is, uh, <laughs> heck jingles. <Fine. laughs> and Tim comes over to gloat about his PhD. Yes. he. Uh, you know, she's complaining about how much how much homework she has and everything, and she says, Oh, but well, how was your day, Tim? Oh, I was good. I got a PhD. And uh, she is upset by this, to say the least. He says, You barely graduated, and they're giving you an honorary degree. And he goes, Yeah, it makes me wonder why I worked so hard for the first one. And she points out that he really yeah. didn't work, that he just, just coasted his way through school. And this is where I thought the conflict of the episode, and with an interesting... Type of conflict that we really haven't seen too much of before uh, would play out. It kind of does. I but mean, not in. It isn't the arc of the episode, which no. is frustrating. In, in as much as this episode even has an arc, the arc of this episode is Tim finds out he's getting an honorary PhD. Tim collects his PhD <laughs> credits. <laughs> uh, he, he goes over, go collects two hundred dollars. Yeah, and gets his hand caught in a mousetrap. Another board game. Uh, yeah, he. he I don't know. I like that this episode is so much... If they were doing a Home Improvement Monopoly board, there there is an episode about this. Wilson would be the jailer. Yeah, probably. Because the jailer is behind the bars. Fair, yes. Well, I thought there was a prisoner who's behind the bars, not the jailer. No, I think the jailer is. No, okay. I mean that's not how I, I thought jail works. I think worked. it's that you are looking at the jailer through the bars of your cell. Oh, okay. It's a unique perspective trick yeah, that exactly. I was not considering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Great art there on that Monopoly board. <laughs> uh, but I no, what I like about this episode is that they are sort of interrogating the nature of honorary degrees. And, yep. Like that's what wait, why? That's not fair to people who actually worked. They, they don't really interrogate it that far. It's mostly just people being upset about it. But and I would say rightly so. I mean, yeah. uh specifically because Jill is actively working on a Ph.D. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was going through her master's. I mean, I think she eventually wants to get a Ph.D., yeah, but I, I believe she's working on her master's. I think right now she's working on her master's yeah. and just goes up from there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she's upset, and we get a graduation hat transition. Yes. To uh, the same room. <laughs> the same room a little bit later. Jill is trying to study while Tim is hammering in the background. Yes, and it, and it turns out that he is, uh, he is hanging up. The, he is framed and is hanging the letter that he got, informing him <laughs> that he got a that he's going to get a PhD. Yes, and then that he also has framed the envelope that it came in and is going to hang that too, which is ridiculous and something I've done. Uh, you framed envelopes <laughs> when I right before I moved to LA, uh, I decided to try to submit. Uh, one of my first screenplays to a bunch of uh, agencies and production companies out here. Yeah, the only letter I got back was from Tom Cruise's <laughs> uh, production company saying that they loved it, <laughs> saying that this is truly a Top Gun. Basically saying uh, we don't solicit outside material, uh, but thanks for submitting. Good luck to you in your life. Oh, uh, join Scientology. Enjoy a cocktail. <laughs> uh, so it was a rejection letter, but I was so excited to get something back from Hollywood that I framed it and the letter and the envelope. Did you bring it with you to Hollywood? i think i still have it somewhere yeah that's good you should hold on to that man yeah you gotta keep those uh cherished uh marks of rejection throughout your life did you you put it up on the refrigerator (laughs) (laughs) um so oh well that that's good though that's that's and it's so it's it's cool that you did it it's funny that tim did it like he holds up the envelope and it's a good little side gag that i enjoyed (laughs) uh then the phone rings yes and, uh, and it's, uh, it's Harry from Harry's yeah. Hardware, uh, referring to Tim as Tim the schoolman Taylor. Tim starts laughing. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he, he tells this to Jill and Jill says, Harry is droll. And she says, yeah, she just called you a troll. Yeah, I'll be by later. Which is not untrue. No, really not. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, Jill, I, Jill doesn't dispute this. Uh, so Jill goes back to trying to study yet again, but another distraction, the doorbell rings. Yes. Ding dong. That's what a doorbell sounds like. <laughs> Uh, it's also what my brain sounds like right now. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, and the it also sounds like a fairly delicious pastry treat from Hostess. Um, <laughs> so they uh, it's it's flowers at the front door uh, addressed to Doctor Taylor from Jill's mom and dad, who were not super stoked about her going back to school, but are super stoked that Tim got a feel-good honorary participation trophy degree. Uh, that is true. I'm sorry, I was distracted. Um because what, what, what uh, we're gonna go into character after corner this is this is so the delivery guy uh his name is richie montgomery yeah he was asking tim about an advice for getting rid of a wart yes um he's got a huge wart on his face in his imdb picture uh no this is his imdb picture ah <laughs> wait that doesn't look like a real guy what is this even <laughs> he looks like an old-timey prospector, but he's holding what looks like a gigantic magnifying yeah, glass. Yeah, but I feel like he's wearing a mask. That's a mask, right? No. That's his face? That's... <laughs> That's weird. He should get that whole thing checked. Just all of it. He should just get his face checked. It's a weird, weird picture of like what looks like an old-timey cowboy holding a porthole-sized magnifying <laughs> glass. Uh, yeah, so Richie Montgomery... Um, he was in a movie last year that I really wanted to see but didn't get to, uh, the Ethan Hawk directed Blaze, about the country western singer, mm. uh, recently on Ozark, uh, known for Baskets as the Rambling Cowboy. That might be what that weird picture I is from. I think it is. Uh, so, this dude has 163 credits. Jesus! Let me just, I'm not even gonna go through all of them, I just wanna point out, um, he has... Four credits for 2020 already, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in post-production right now. This guy is really making it work for him. Seriously. Uh, His first credit goes all the way back to 1979. God damn. In a TV movie called Freedom Road. Mm. Uh, I haven't heard of it, but he was on T.J. Hooker. Oh, wow. Uh, Hill Street Blues, Murder, She Wrote, The Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, he's got a real kind of... Outside of this episode, I didn't really get the kind of southern vibe from him. No. Uh, in the delivery. No, mode, he, he was going for more of a like like working class Rust Belt yeah, vibe yeah. here. Uh, I said Mary was Children. He was in... Um, uh, oh, hey. Uh, a movie called Cheyenne. For one of our patrons out there. I, I thought you were going to say Cheers, and I was already to do a spit take. <laughs> uh, not on Cheers, not on Frasier. Yeah. Um, the question is, though... However, was he on... Throw in more articles. <laughs> was he on ER? I'm going to say that he was. You are correct. Holy shit! In 2002, he played a character called Cahill. Cahill. That's a very cowboy name. Was yep. he a cowboy in that episode? Was it a Dr. Quinn <laughs> Medicine <laughs> I Woman do- crossover? I don't know, but the same year he did play Young Doctor in Catch Me If You Can. Oh, okay. Okay. I saw that movie, so I probably don't remember him. I think he was one of the doctors uh, when Leo is going, do you confer? Uh, he learned the word confer. And oh. Instead of giving an actual diagnosis of a patient, he asks somebody, uh. to, what do you think? And then he asks the other doctor, do you confer with that assessment? Getting out of having to uh, diagnose the patient himself. That's Because he is shifty. But also brilliant. <laughs> that is Richie Montgomery. Well, well, well done, Richie Montgomery, having an impressive career, 79 to 2020, yep. that's uh, with that's almost 41 years. Roughly 20 movies coming out in 2020. God, yeah, more prolific than Woody <laughs> Allen, and probably a better person, too. Uh, I would hope so. Yes. Uh, well, great. Well, this so this prolific character actor has, like, two lines with Tim, but Tim gives him some <laughs> disgusting advice on how to get rid of a wart yep. on his hand, and, uh, and then, um, yeah, hands him the flowers, and he's gone. And, uh, yeah, so you already covered that uh, the flowers are from Jill's parents saying it's nice to have a doctor in the family for once. Uh, this is this is where I'm like, oh, this is going to get uh, to become a spicy conflict. Yes. Because uh, Jill states to Tim, you know, oh, my God, they don't even recognize that I was going back to school. And yet they're giving you, um, you know, this recognition and calling you son for the first time. Yeah. Rather yeah. than, hey, you. Yeah. Um. Which is a joke that they like to, uh, I don't know. That, they've made number of times yeah i mean that they've that they've stuck with mm-hmm. and all it, t- all it took was getting a bullshit fake degree for him to finally earn their <laughs> respect uh but tim explains that uh, he teaches people from all walks of life the complexities of tool usage in an ever-changing world so he feels like he really deserves this uh, doctorate because he's such a great educator uh yeah but uh he is in uh fantasy land as jill says you need to get a Check on reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we get a fairy wand transition. Yes, per Fantasyland, which Uh, takes us out back. To the Wilson scene. Yes, which I'm going to say, yeah, already, best scene in the episode. (laughs) Agreed, 100%. Good. Uh, Jill is the one that's going out there to ask for some advice, and Wilson is out there tinkering with a sundial. Yes, he asks... Jill, what time it is? And she says it's like eight thirty-six. It's sun time. I yeah, I, because I don't know. Is it eight in the morning or eight? At, well, it can't be eight at night. So it's yeah, because this morning. would have been in November, so it must have been the next morning. Well, but when in Michigan is it light out at eight thirty p.m. like like broad uh, daylight? I didn't turn the summertime, light. really, it yeah. stays light that late. The thing I learned this recently: um, the sunsets. Stay out longer on the East Coast than they do here on the West Coast. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think it's because the Earth is flat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's because the East Coast was there first, (laughs) and the sun likes that area better. It just wants to hang out with them more. They're so cool. Exactly. The sun likes to hang out in New York for as long as possible. (laughs) Because I remember some summers growing up where it was like twilight still at like 10 p.m. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay that probably happened to me when I was growing up too. I just don't really, you know, Portland is north, more north than here. I just, um, you know, I just tend to forget. Like whatever the sun is doing on that specific day is all I know about about (laughs) About how late the sun is out. Yeah, that's really it. I have no memories. Yeah. So that's that. No memories. Um, but she so he, he asked her what time it is. She says it's 837. She says, oh, man, I, I, I my my uh, my sundial seems to be running slow. And Jill peers through the uh, hole in the fence that Jill's uh, not Jill that Wilson's mom yeah. looked through and scared the shit out of you. Uh, and she's, out of all of us. Uh, true, true. Almost as bad as as Brad looking at the camera in the old opening credits. But she suggests that he should noodle with his gnomon to fix it. And he says, "Excuse me, neighbor." And <laughs> she then displays a remarkable knowledge of how uh, how sundials work and says, "Oh, you need to push that crossbar thing up a little bit more for whatever." It's got to be facing north. Yeah, ah, facing north. Yeah. And and I don't know. I always love the Wilson and Jill scenes I do because too. They, they're. It's not just oh let's do a let's do a Wilson scene but it's Jill but it's like no let's have them be like intellectual equals. Yeah, there's like there's more volleying going on. Mm-hmm. With Tim it's just like Wilson throws something out and it goes into Tim and Tim's just a giant bucket yeah. where it feels like, you know, they've got the fence that feels like a little uh net that they they pitter-patter over. What? Yeah, they're they're yeah, pitter-patter, are, let's get. These are her. words that I'm saying. They're they're badmintoning back and forth <laughs> over it. Whereas Tim is more like a slap chop where he gets something he gets a bunch of good ideas from Wilson, and he slap chops them, and they all get like minced up and mixed up together, and yeah. then he uh, puts them into a word salad that he gives to his kids. Uh, but she tells uh, Wilson about Tim's PhD, and um, <laughs> Wilson immediately just doesn't believe her. Yeah, you, you know, she's, you know, she's Wilson can't believe it, and she's saying, yeah, you know, I guess I, I guess I just have to try and support him. It's just kind of hard because I'm working so so hard over here, and Wilson is like. Well, yes, neighbor, support would be the right thing. Tim got a PhD (laughs) and they're like this is the most a- anguished we've ever seen Wilson Wilson gets real sassy here yeah he's pacing around back and forth Jill is upset too he's talking about like i sent I spent hours and hours in that library to get my PhD in forgotten languages and ancient cultures staring at tiny microfilm and I had to put, pay my way through I had to volunteer for medical experiments <laughs> uh, but in the midst of all that we learned that Wilson has a PhD so he knows what the fuck he's talking about and we learned that Wilson volunteered for lab experiments maybe yeah. that's how got to be so smart maybe this is like a superhero oh, origin okay, story some there. sort of like uh hmm, yeah some gamma radiation went into his head like uh, the leader from the hulk yeah uh, yes like that or they or or he or they grafted another brain into his brain like the man with two brains <laughs> he read a radioactive philosophy book <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was able to become 20 times as pretentious as any other <laughs> philosophy major <laughs> oh my god but in the at the peak of him uh flipping out i love he just goes talk me down talk me down (laughs) (laughs) and just like i came out here for you to talk me down (laughs) and they ultimately come to this agreement that like oh well you know we need to you know we need to be supportive and excited for tim we need to support tim and it's just like like yeah i mean like how often does i mean tim has gotten better okay now i will admit tim has been better about being supportive in the past season but like Really? Does Tim need that much support? This guy who's living his best life surrounded by people who love him way more than he deserves and is now just getting it. Like, why why do you need support when you're getting an honorary degree? (laughs) It's like, hey, hey guys, look, I'm I'm sorry. I I just, I won the lottery and like, I just really need your support right now. (laughs) This is just a really hard time. Like... You know. I agree. And, of course, they cut to uh, Tim inside the, the house bouncing on a pogo stick Yeah, uh, just to show how much of a worthy recipient he is of this uh, degree. Now, I will say that of the doofy things you can be doing with a toy, I don't know that a pogo stick is the funniest one. Like, <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's funny. I'm going to say ball on a uh, yeah. uh the paddleboard. Because because you're trying to do it and then you miss and the ball hits you in the face. Something like that. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot more comedic uh, ability to come out of that. Yeah, or just like eating the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> or licking asbestos. Yeah, any of the Wow, well, wow, that's that's that got that got real dark. Um so, uh, yeah. So anyway, we go back to Tool Time. Yeah. From uh, there. We fade out, go into Tool Time. Does everybody know what time it is? Heidi time. Oh, yes. Uh featuring Dr. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. And we get the second audience shot of this episode, and I realized we haven't seen the audience in a long time it on this show. It has been a hot minute yeah. since we've seen them. Maybe they just had a bunch of really ugly studio audiences <laughs> for the tapings, and they had to do something different. Um... And no but now let's be let's be clear this okay. scene is the most plot relevant scene in the entire episode. The entire episode hinges on what happens in this scene. yeah you're right absolutely yeah uh, so Tim comes out and uh, he starts talking about um, meeting a man who has the one job that no man else no other man would want. yes. And Al says, "In fact, I have that job." <laughs> and again, Tim looks at Al angrily, but doesn't doesn't say a snarky thing. Yeah, I like that they just allow uh, Richard Karn to have his moment. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah. it's necessary. No, it definitely. De- with all the other stuff, like it, it makes everything else that happens to Al kind of more palatable. If you yes. know that at least he gets to dunk on Tim with absolutely, some regularity. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but they bring out uh, an exterminator. Yes. And it's not Stephen Root. No, unfortunately. Sadly, it's it's I'm. I'm Whenever an actor shows up in anything and it's not Stephen Root, <laughs> I am disappointed. Also, uh, but it's not to say that maybe uh, maybe this guy who uh, let me see if he gave a character name uh, Duke I forgot about him Duke, Duke Miller Duke Miller um, maybe he works for the same company. Maybe Stephen Root has uh, worked his way up, uh, not even worked his way up. Maybe it's his own company. And has been so successful that he's brought on other people. Oh yeah, he's he's retired now. He's he's retired to some uh, subdivision <laughs> out in Texas where he drinks beer with some guys in an alley. Uh, or and maybe then... maybe not re- uh, retired, but maybe he's just worked his way to a desk job. Yeah, true, true. He's not dealing with snakes anymore. A brief, okay. If we'll step into Stephen Root Corner for a moment. <laughs> okay. I saw the movie Bombshell recently. Uh-huh. Uh, Which I didn't love. I'm going to be honest. I didn't love it. But uh, Stephen Root is in that movie in a small part playing a lawyer. And that's actually one time that I've not been happy to see Stephen Root because he's just being really normal. Like he's not doing (laughs) awesome Stephen Root stuff like on Barry or in any of the movies he's been in. Like he's just kind of like just – he's not doing a funny voice. He doesn't have weird facial hair. He's just – he's just, you know, just a dude. legislative – or like legal, legal stuff yeah. like oh yeah if you litigation if is you, the word yeah for. yeah your nda says this and this but if you do this you, you won't be bound by it and it's like oh, oh i mean great but did we really need steve like there's not a lot of range to the like don't deploy <laughs> Stephen root unless he's going to be talking in a silly voice and saying awesome lines i'm 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 a root purist i'm sorry i'm i'm rooting for root <laughs> that's uh, another podcast we need to start <laughs> rooting tootin rooters <laughs> roto rooters And so on. Okay, anyway, that's all I've got about Stephen Root. (laughs) Okay, great. Who is not in this episode. Let me make that Uh, very clear. Yeah, because we're going to go into another character actor corner for this exterminator, uh, Duke Miller. He is played by Mr. Jim Beaver. That is a name you can set your watch to. (laughs) Uh, This is a guy, I don't know why I thought he was in a Chris Farley movie. He's not. Um, He, I think, is best known for Deadwood. Oh! Where he played Whitney Ellsworth. Mm, I'm trying to remember who on the show that is. I haven't seen Deadwood, so I can't help you. Well, that's yeah, you. That really doesn't help me, Landon. I'm a little disappointed. Has <laughs> he even stop making sense? Can you uh, talk about that? He, he, he was in the audience. Yep. Yeah. He's <laughs> he, the one who threw that, ba- he uh, that. Plays the woman ball. whose head goes uh, <laughs> side to side and side to side during uh, the last song. Uh, he was in Breaking Bad. Oh. Uh, Supernatural. Does it say who he was in Breaking Bad? I've watched that more recently. Lawson. Lawson. Well, that's no good. That does not help me. I don't remember who Lawson was. <laughs> this gentleman has uh hundred and forty seven credits. Oof. Going back to the seventies, his first credit uh was in a movie called Semi Tough as B A B E A T beat member. Oh. Um I don't know anything about that movie, so I can't say anything about it. Oh Lawson. what happened. Is the dude who Walt buys a gun from? He's like the weird, taciturn gun dealer in uh, in um, oh yeah, and he also he sells uh, he sells a rifle to Mike on Better Call Saul. I, I'm sorry, were you doing something else? <laughs> just going through it. Uh, hey, don't go too far into his uh, filmography because you oh, got yeah. Your no, I was here. I was looking at the Breaking Bad wiki. I just oh, okay, Breaking good, Bad yeah, Lawson. Uh, That's cool. So he was in Sister Act. Uh, nice. He was in the Sharon Stone uh, movie Sliver. Mm. Or wait, is that Sharon Stone or is that Madeline Stowe? I can't remember. You could tell me anything. It's it is Sharon Stone. I got that right. Uh, did you know I was in a short film with Sharon Stone? I did not know that. Written, co-written by the late John McCain. <laughs> not not that John yeah. McCain. Yes. Why didn't John McCain write a movie? I have no idea. It was only a two-minute short film. Wait, but I'm sorry. But then, what was it about? Uh, it was about Sharon Stone playing a character running for president, and John McCain wrote it. Yes. And it's a 2 minute long movie. Yes. I've never seen it. Well, who did you play? I played a paparazzi. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like you. And I gave Sharon Stone a piece of gum. Really? Like yeah. like in the movie or just like backstage? Uh no. Well, n- not on camera, but on set. On set, yes. She's just like you're just like I my basic instinct is that I have bad breath. <laughs> uh that's pretty cool uh, yeah yeah uh he was also in blue chips bad girls uh that's a madeline Stone movie i'm sorry Dane was john mccain like on set like <laughs> no no i didn't i didn't envision the scene going this way can i can i do a line read don't, for you I, I i have no context i have no idea what this movie it took me so long to even find it on imdb uh was it imdb i don't know where i found it but um i think it is imdb you can find—just look for, like, Sharon Stone, or even look up John McCain and go through his credits and <laughs> Parks see— Parks and Recreation. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Well, look for him as a writer. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it right now. Again, guys, plot light episode. <laughs> we're we're, we're kind of getting down to the crunnions of this thing anyway. Do it live. Uh, S- sliver. Okay. This is how we're going to—six uh, degrees of separation, this. Uh, Sharon Stone. Why am I going to Sharon Stone? I need to look up John McCain. I you're like one degree of separation from both Sharon Stone and former Senator, former living human being John McCain. Former living human being. Uh, all due respect. Yes. Writer. It's his only credit. <laughs> Some career. Douche. Wait. Uh, this couldn't be it. Faith of My Fathers. He wrote... Oh, it's based on something he wrote. Okay, I'm not gonna find it here. Um, if I find it, I'll post it somewhere. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll. Maybe the video exists now. I Ooh. can go find it. See myself as a paparazzi. Um, we're talking about fucking Jim Beaver. How do we get the John McClain? Jim Jim Beaver. Well, John now John John McClane is a different kind of war hero. He survived a war at a little place I call Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, but yeah, okay, Jim Beaver. Back oh, to Jim Beaver. Christ. Okay, Crimson Peak. The Ranch. Uh, oh, the Ranch. Okay. Yeah. And uh, about my favorite kind of salad dressing. <laughs> Justified. He loves... He's got that real kind of... Uh, yeah, he's yeah, Blue-collar slash old-timey Western. Old Western yeah, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the mustache and everything. Um, so knowing that, was he on ER? I'm going to go two for two and say yes, Alex. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Uh, we're never going to get those chalupas. <laughs> those chalupas are probably <laughs> rotting up there in the ceiling where we have got them stashed. <laughs> oh, I know. Um... That's a that's a shame because I need them in my tummy. Yeah, I need a chew right now too. <laughs> um, Jim Beaver, that's him. He's a guy. That's his name. That's Don't wear learn. it out. <laughs> and he does some work on the show where he comes out. He's a rodent expert, an expert exterminator, the verminator, yeah. as Tim says. He got into uh, exterminating because he loves animals. Yep, and uh, and he then proceeds to d- show them some of the. Traps that he's got. There's some glue boards up and up some on a glue wall. Paper, yeah. yeah, glue uh, boards. You should not use. They're very inhumane. Uh, yeah, most traps are. Most traps are, but glue boards are the most inhumane. They leave the the like like it's like torturous, horrible death for the mouse, as opposed to a mouse trap, which is faster. Faster. Still death, though. Still death. Still yeah. death. Totally agree. We come at this from different sides, but I totally agree. Like, <laughs> that is definitely not preference. And then there's some live traps that keep the uh, mouse alive. Yeah. So you can escort it outside, so it can presumably get back into your house. Or... Tim being completely confounded by this, saying, "Well, maybe make it your pet, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I just kill things." Tim, Tim, who cannot, who cannot, uh, come to grips with the concept of mercy. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, so uh, anyway, Tim uh, sticks his hand into one of the live traps and it gets yep. caught in there. And then, natural response, he smashes his other hand onto the other traps, which of course have all been primed and set. So he yep. gets his hand caught in those. Then he falls back against the glue boards on the wall and gets stuck to them. The, <laughs> the only thing that would have made this Horrible, horrible physical comedy work for me is if they just went. You know what? They watch the dailies and they go, "This isn't working," but we still can't cut it because we need to fill our time. Let's just add Looney Tune sound effects to it. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know why that that wasn't like no, Looney was Looney Tunes three Stooges. That was yeah, that was Zoidberg <laughs> running out of the room. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, if they just put cartoonish sounds in the background, yeah. that would have that would have yeah. at least made it more enjoyable. Speaking of the background, oh no. Oh, no, (laughs) Landon. I haven't been able to talk about the calendars in a a while. Okay, so it's been building up. All right, Uh, just get it over with, dude. Get it out of your system. There was a close-up of Heidi. Ooh, all right. Well, now I'm on board. It's a whole new uh, calendar layout. A whole nude calendar layout. I didn't say that. I didn't say I would be opposed to it either, though. (laughs) Um, We're nude troll on it. (laughs) Uh, I got no riff on that. We go... (laughs) Uh so anyway just a new calendar and uh we hadn't had one in a while so um it was exciting then, like it was worth noting. Yeah, no, I'm so glad, I'm so I, glad that we went down that road. I, mean, I think it really enriched the show. If time is money, that was priceless. We <laughs> go to uh a rat transition, uh really disturbing uh um claymation sort of style again reminiscent of the uh of the groundhog in uh in uh caddyshack not not groundhog day another bill murray movie uh let's let's pick up the pace a little bit here Uh, we go to from the rat transition to the reception um tim and the whole family is there to receive his degree yep uh, and Tim learns in talking to a couple of administrators that oh the real reason that he's getting this is because like they they were going to give it to some famous poet or something like that but then decided no we'll give it to Tim Tim is a celebrity we're trying to build a new library and Tim yeah. can probably like get us uh, preferential rates with the building community yeah uh, you you really took a skyrocket to uh, to that skyrocket's in flight yeah that, that, I'm sorry you said let's speed it up you, I don't know you what really you want. I didn't expect you to uh, more power it that fast uh, Landon, and I have two speeds walk and kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, it's also what I say when I want Christopher to assassinate somebody walk and kill. Um, <laughs> so let's do a. <laughs> his, his dancing <laughs> kills me sometimes too. Let's do a group character actor corner here for the rest of these people. Oh, I see. That's um, why we're speeding it up. Okay. The uh, um, philosophy professor that comes over to him is played by Walter Addison. Uh, Surprising to me that Tim took a philosophy class. Maybe it was part of his... uh, uh, Gen Eds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This gentleman played Lee Iacocca (gasps) in Watchmen. Oh, my God, and he got domed. Yeah, by that assassin. That was (laughs) pretty... I remember the real Lee Iacocca being very upset about that. Ah. uh, We're close friends. I talked to him at the time. (laughs) Uh... We... I invented the K-car, and this is what you do to me? Watchman. Was... Also in uh, The Fan with uh, De Niro and Snipes. Wow. I don't know if you saw that movie. No, no. but I, it's a good way to cool down your house in the summer. <laughs> Bringing down the house with uh, oh. <laughs> Steve Martin and the Queen. Uh, oh, I saw, I saw that movie. I did too. Uh, Fun with Dick and Jane, the Taya Leone, Jim Carrey classic comedy that no one has ever forgotten about. yep. Yep. <laughs> Every day we take 5 minutes to remember that movie. Uh this gentleman seems to have stopped working uh only a few years ago in 2007. Uh he has 81 credits going back to 1980. Uh he was on MacGyver. He was on Cheers. Wait. He played Justice of the Peace in I Do a Do. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was that was oh my god. That was <laughs> that was uh that was Shelley Long's last episode. That was the se- season 5 finale. That uh, was the End of an Era. Yes. I remember it just like it was yesterday. Because it was probably only about eight months ago I watched that episode. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Uh, he was in L.A. Law. He was in... Uh, ooh, he was in Freddy's Nightmares, ooh. the short-lived uh, Nightmare on Elm Street television series. It's kind of your cheers, in a way. <laughs> kind of. Uh, Murphy Brown, Wings. It seems like he was an NBC guy, apparently. Yeah. Was he on um, Frasier? I'm looking. I do not see Frasier, but he was on Matlock. Mm. Matlock! Question. question is... Was he on ER? At this point I have to say yes. He was doing a lot of TV work. Same year that he appeared on Home Improvement, he was in ER as Fuck Mr. Yeah. Kane. I, I should get at least one Jalupa for that, right? Uh no, you don't. Uh, he was on Becker. Oh, wait way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Danson's best thing. <laughs> the woman who plays the fundraiser woman, the yes. the Jill of <laughs> Western Michigan University so just any woman on the show is the Jill of that institution. No, cuz she's working on fundraising. Oh, I'll, I'll, I I can see what you did there. Yes. Okay. Man, <laughs> library fundraising. but before Jill had college as a thing she was doing funding like fundraising for the library was all she did. <laughs> uh this is Marsha Rod. Uh she is has a a credit as of last year. She has 72 credits total. Jesus. I, sorry, I thought I saw something that said Carn Corner. Mm. Uh, it's Kaplan's Corner, mm. but it is spelled uh, corner with a K. Uh, she goes back all the way to 1969. Um, one of her first credits is in this little-known movie uh, directed by Alan Arkin, comedy legend. Um, oh, the movie's not called Comedy Legend. No, no, it's called Little Murders, uh, starring Elliot Gould. Jesus. And it's just really, like, black-as-night comedy yeah. about uh, what I feel I'm going through, which is um, just uh, a New Yorker. I'm not a New Yorker, but trying to cope with the annoyances of society and everyday life, and it gets bloody. Ooh. <laughs> is this a movie that you watch every night after you finish it's Stop Making catharsis. Sense and yes. just go like, yes, one day, <laughs> I, soon, I, soon. I heard, I heard that Trent Reznor watched Taxi Driver every night while uh, recording The Downward Spiral. <laughs> I watch Little murders every night until uh well, i move out of los angeles you watch little murders every night during your downward spiral <laughs> exactly uh she was on mash Ooh, a uh, show about a hospital yeah, there you go uh laverne and shirley lou Grant. night court with bud hmm. um highway to heaven starring michael landon <laughs> fuck that guy uh <laughs> <laughs> because he has your name is this yes. why you don't like lando exactly. also it's just yeah exactly because growing up it was all of the adults going oh landon like michael landon that character actor from my uh, uh the pony pony prairie my the, my, my little, little house prairie. on the prairie my little prairie my <laughs> <laughs> my little prairie friendship is magic all those pronies and then the kids in school would be like landon like lando calrissian uh mm. yeah you know look i'm gonna say i still think harry s truman was a great president and i still think that truman capote was a great writer so i i mean I, they certainly ruined my life by yeah. having my same name but i don't hold animosity for them oh, well uh can't we all learn from you uh <laughs> well i sure think that we can in my 10-week course how to talk about cheers in the hudsucker proxy in every situation <laughs> was Marsha rod on er yes she was in 1999, uh, playing Melissa Harold's mother. So if I had said, if I had said no for that other guy, we would have got the chalupas. We would have got the chalupas. God damn it! No chalupas for us today. Today, Janet McLaughlin plays the MC of this uh, reception, the one that gets electrocuted. Spoiler alert for a few minutes from now. Um, she was in Sounder. She yeah. was in. A really underrated rom-com. I'm not a big rom-com guy, yeah, but I love this movie so much. It's called Heart and Souls. It's a. a it's about a shoe factory. <laughs> it's about organ donor it's a it's a robert downey jr during his uh questionable years (laughs) i feel like he's back into his questionable years have we seen the doolittle trailer (laughs) folks can we talk about this um anyway it's about uh four people who die in a bus accident the moment that he's born and so their souls are attached to him until he can help them uh fulfill their last wishes jesus uh and it's a rom-com and it's amazing wow um must be a pretty rough bus accident uh Yeah, but not as rough as the one from Defending Your Life, which is uh, a movie I like even better than Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, who's, who's... Is that uh, Marissa Tomei? Elizabeth Shue is in that movie. Ooh, Elizabeth Shue. She's more, also... More shoes. Janet McLaughlin is also in The 13th Floor. Mm. Uh, again, very underrated movie from 1999 about living in a simulated world. Oh, okay. I uh, really, really... There, like yeah, that. that was the only movie that came out that year about a simulated reality, right? There have been no other movies <laughs> about it. wasn't really competing with anything. It's a wonder that it wasn't a bigger success. <laughs> um, she has 119 credits, Jesus. stretching back to 1965, in whoa. the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. Whoa, so good whoa for her. Whoa. She was also on the Fugitive TV series. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Lots of things um, that she was in. The Rockford Rockford Files, the Rockford <laughs> Files, Six Million Dollar Man, uh, Barney Miller, Oh, uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, da, 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 da. All in the Family, Friends, but not that one. Oh, a different one. <laughs> uh, Hill Street Blues as well. Um, yeah, it was a big show. Cagney and Lacey. She had a lot of episodes, six episodes on that. Was Janet McLaughlin. On the TV show ER. I'm going to say yes, because I feel like I've been on a hot streak, except for the one I got wrong. <laughs> uh, in 1995, she appeared in NYPD Blue, Home Improvement, Covenant, the Tuscan- uh, Tuske- Tuskegee Airmen. Tuskegee Airmen. I should know that because we put that play on uh, when I was at school. Come on. Like, yeah, at your all-white high school, you put on the no, Tuskegee no, No, Airmen. my diverse college that I went oh, to, I uh, see. which is the exact opposite of Tim's i went to eastern Ah. um and in 1995 she was also in er as mother lawrence this was an er actor heavy episode we've not had this many positive hits on on the er game in a long time you're right uh you were except for the one you are right yeah i know i know (laughs) i was wrong about that one but can you blame me uh i can and i did yeah and now let's get back to the episode um now now take off into space with your speed uh, Rocket Man, etc. Uh, so yeah, they um, Tim realizes from the administrator that they only want to give him this award because yeah. they think it'll be good connections to the building community and it'll help them expand cheaply. Uh, and Tim is um, Tim wearing is, glasses for the first time. Yes, certainly. Well, he's he's a little butthurt about this, and Jill tells him like, "Oh no, Tim, no, it's okay. Like, but you're still great. I'm sorry, but I love you. I mean, it's it's like you still get an honorary degree. Like, nothing has changed." <laughs> Like, this was bullshit the whole time, Tim. Yeah. No one was giving the stu- – you didn't actually think you were smart, did you? Yeah, right. But – and also what I was thinking going into this was, oh, it's that, that it was meant for some other Tim Taylor who's actually a genius. <laughs> but no, all the professors there seem to recognize Again, it would him. have been an interesting uh, plot twist uh, in this non-existent plot. Yes. Um, but yeah, he he goes up to give a speech. Yeah. And he gives the speech. Yeah, wearing glasses for the first time. Uh, there is just a lot of bits with him trying to figure out what to do with his tassel on his mortarboard. Yeah. And let me tell you guys, that's just primo stuff. I could watch that for 10 hours of him just like fucking around with a with a tassel. Uh, but even Randy recognizes this as uh, he watches Tim up uh, on stage and just goes, man, he's dying, 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 <laughs> dying. And uh, the echo goes through the the tunnels as we pass between (gasps) reality and into jtt junction (laughs) what i'm why can you do theme songs and i can't uh well what i'm doing is the song that uh plays on mr rogers whenever the trolley goes over to the land of make-believe uh beautiful day in the neighborhood in theaters now i think tom hanks still um (laughs) now more than ever tom hanks (laughs) (laughs) We uh, will give you a little recap of last week. We talked about J.T. Teasus' voice actor work Mm -hmm. uh, and that we left off where um, he and his mom, Claudine, were considering going to a seminar uh, hosted by a Hollywood talent agent. Yes. And they decided to do so. And thus we pick up this week for part six uh, chapter 2 oh Jesus Christ I am on I, that said I am on the edge of my seat uh, okay for those of you unacquainted we are reading excerpts from Totally JTT by Michael and Johns and I would say in the future if you if those of you who are unacquainted with what we're doing figure it the fuck out guys <laughs> like just listen to a previous episode or something you've clearly jumped in the middle you're like a child who wanders into the middle of a movie Donnie okay continue uh, okay here we go uh, excuse me while I put the recycling out <laughs> These are the quirks of Grutwork Studios <laughs> slightly more East. <laughs> the seminar was mainly for parents who wanted to learn about children and show business. How to get in and what to expect if you got there. And how to get out. <laughs> Given, uh, given in various parts of the country by a respected manager, it taught parents with no connections what type of child was likely to be successful as an actor, and which would have a harder time getting started. I feel like this is, going, this is leading us into a paragraph of very awkward praise of JTT's uh, various qualities. <laughs> Normally, a certain uh, precociousness is valued. While a timid child would find it tough breaking in, a child who speaks easily and articulately... Here we go. ...can interpret uh, words on a page and perform them, not just read them. A child who can turn water into wine, who can make a little bit of bread and a little bit of fish last for a long time. (laughs) Who can take direction given by a stranger and who, for good measure, is adorable. Oh, oh God, I predicted it too well. (laughs) Jesus. Would not only attract the attention of an agent, but would probably find work easily and often. Naturally, those traits describe Teasus right down (laughs) to his button nose and ever-ready smile. No! No! (laughs) Oh, man. I'm trying to goof on this, but it's hard. (laughs) At the end of the seminar, those who were still interested were invited for an impromptu audition. Jonathan was interested. (laughs) Uh, Gary Scalzo, uh, that, was that's the, a name was the uh hollywood manager and he knew talent when he found it he was the man responsible for bringing elijah wood whoa uh from the cornfields of iowa to the movie screens of hollywood uh <laughs> i want to mention they put parentheses just so you know his uh film credits they start with the good son okay they mentioned north <laughs> and the war um <laughs> Written before Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Uh, To the screens at Hollywood. He discovered step-by-steps Angela Watson and the Brady Bunches Paul Satura, uh, who both attended seminars in Florida. Gary was soon uh, to convince Jonathan and his mother that Hollywood was waiting and he could help. Uh, Gary had a system set up. Where he brought his most promising finds to Hollywood, got them set up in an apartment complex, and hooked them up with legitimate agents. I thought that that was going to say cocaine. (laughs) This whole thing sounds a little bit pimpy. It just sounds a little pimpy. Welcome to Hollywood. Wait, is there something weird about this industry that I'm I'm dedicating my life to trying to get into? Uh, The agents would then send the uh, kids out on auditions for commercials, TV shows, and even movies. Even movies? Those are almost like TV, but longer. I know. Uh not very many people who attended Gary's seminar actually made it to the uh made the move to Hollywood. After all, it takes an incredible dedication to uproot a family and relocate even if it's just for a few months to test the showbiz waters. Mm. Those waters are murky <laughs> and full of cocaine. <laughs> How many parents, after all, can quit or take leaves of absence from their jobs and leave spouses and other children in the family behind to Ooh. pursue what amount? What amounts to a dream? Yes, I know which kind of parents. Okay. Okay. White upper middle class parents. Ding 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 Hey, maybe that explains why Hollywood <laughs> looks the way it does. Uh, an uncertain one at that. Uh, that's the amounts to a dream, an uncertain dream. Uh, the reality <laughs> is that most people, children and adults, who want to become actors never do. They may try out hundreds of times, but they don't land the parts. If they do, the parts aren't numerous enough. Or lucrative enough to pay the bills. Yeah, it's, that's not been a problem for some of our character actors in our corner, especially <laughs> especially this week. It takes an extra. How much do you think Jim Beaver got paid for the Exterminator? Uh, for the Exterminator, he probably got paid scale, like a day yeah. rate or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he got paid a lot more for uh, for playing Lawson on Breaking Bad. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an iconic character in a way. Oh uh, my goodness! It takes an extraordinary and dedicated family to make all these sacrifices. But Jonathan, an extraordinary child, was lucky enough to have one. What? That there's a correlation there that does not make sense. Yeah. Wait. So like he's an extraordinary, like he he's an extraordinary child because he has an extraordinary. I'm sure family. there are lots of extraordinary children who have really shitty families. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, anyway, um, he was lucky enough to have one. Uh, he was intrigued by Gary's suggestion. After all, he'd gotten a taste of acting, and he knew he wanted to do more. Uh, we're we're heading into our our last chapter here. So uh, our last part of the, like our last paragraph of this part of this chapter (laughs) correct yeah i have no idea how long this chapter goes so we could be on this for the rest of the season um after much careful careful thought and consideration claudine teases his mother yeah uh agreed to give it a try she and jonathan made the 400 mile drive down to los angeles remember they're in San uh sacramento Sacramento. yeah i remember Uh, how could i forget (laughs) landon we learned so much about his hometown (laughs) down to los angeles just to see if they could really do this if several months passed and Jonathan didn't land an acting job or was not unhappy, they'd simply go back home. Of course, it never came to that. Not only was Jonathan successful from the start, he clearly loved every second of what would soon become his new life. <laughs> every second. Sleeping every nanosecond. <laughs> Time, yeah, in nanoseconds even, uh, time spent in traffic, uh, <laughs> pulling gum off of the sole of his shoe. Every nanosecond of this was great, and I know this as the author of this unauthorized uh, biography. <laughs> uh, I think that, there, that we're going to end it there for today. I, I think there's an interesting story not being told of why was it just Claudine and JTT going down and not— the whole family or his father or, you know, what is that all about? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe dad was the main breadwinner. Maybe, maybe mom was staying at home and dad was, uh, dad was working and the other kids were in school and they weren't into acting. I mean, if it's just for a couple months, they're not going to uproot the whole family for that. I guess that's why you have multiple kids. You're like, okay, I, the first one's doctor. The second one's a lawyer third one it eh, doesn't matter let's let's try the lottery and see if they yeah. can become a successful actor or not, yeah, like I think that's that's why couples will meet and they'll try and assess like well the, the t- like our faces combined, would that make a cute kid like cute enough to be a child actor, and like also are we both relatively good enough actors ourselves that yeah, right. that, that would get passed are you precocious on? in your childhood <laughs> did you have a button nose, all right, <laughs> you know, are you adorable <laughs> oh my god wow. um. JTT Junction for this week. That's the... Every, every time I learn more and more and kind of wish that I was learning less. Uh, and now, like a David Lynchian moment, we are going to do a reverse echo Oh, he's dying up there," <laughs> Randy says as he watches Tim on stage. Wait, there's a dwarf backwards <laughs> dancing in my memories now. Um, yes, Randy can tell that. Now, now, every boy must have a moment when they see their father fail, and, and Randy's he's life lucky is lucky enough to see it once a week. Yeah, Rand, Randy's entire life is that <laughs> moment. Randy is going to one day be fortunate if he ever sees his father succeed. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, gives a little speech, spills some water. On, uh, yeah spills it on the podium um, And then the dean goes up to the microphone To try and help him clean She touches the microphone and she electrocutes herself Now I feel like there's some faulty wiring going on, which bit, again yeah. speaks to the shittiness of the engineering programs at Western Michigan. <laughs> this is why they need to the fundraise. I feel like also hasn't Tim electrocuted someone on a microphone before? Like I think he's done it to him, maybe not a microphone, but he's definitely electrocuted oh, I, himself. Oh, Tim has electrocuted himself. This we know, yeah. but like I thought, like a specific this setup has happened before I too. I Don't remember? Maybe at Jill's um, uh, reunion. It's the only other place I can see yeah, him kind in, what in front I of think, the podium beyond because there's, the award show because there's issues with the loudspeaker or with the sound system yeah. that he's working on or something. Yeah, I, he definitely electrocutes himself in that moment. I don't know if he does to the guy helping oh, him or who knows. Yeah, I know maybe yeah maybe it's just him. I don't know. <laughs> um, but she gets electrocuted and he makes fun of her. Well, he also says, like, oh, no, man, I've been there, but doesn't it kind of feel good for a second at the start (laughs) and then it gets bad? And I'm like, all right, Tim, that was funny. Um, Uh, Then we get a fade out. We come back into Tool Time where they are doing another mailbag segment. Oh, yes, they are. They're going to read all the letters congratulating Tim on his Ph.D. And Heidi upends the bag and empties out two letters. And uh, Tim opens the first one, which is from Terry in Toledo or something like that. Yeah, Todd. Todd in Toledo, uh, sleepless in Seattle. And he he's uh, complaining about why Al didn't get the PhD. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, you know, as I was uh, thinking about you getting your PhD, only three words came to mind. Why not Al? Yeah. <laughs> Which is usually the three words that come to mind for us whenever anything happens to Tim <laughs> yes. on the show. Period. Why aren't we seeing what Al is doing right now? <laughs> uh, my note here was, fucking hell yeah, Todd. Yeah. Uh, but then the scene does me a bamboozle and it uh, turns out, Oh, this was Al that wrote the letter. Yeah, yeah. When Al has perhaps too good a knowledge of what the wording in the letter is, (laughs) Tim realizes it and uh, then says, Okay, let's read this other letter then, and Al takes it back, because apparently Al sent the other letter as well. (laughs) Which means he probably took all of the actual letters that were in the mailbag and did something with them. Yes, Storing them, maybe. Maybe he's going to build his own fireplace inside of his uh, apartment. He's going to burn them one by one. Yeah. Or I guess it'll be. He could do that up at his. Uh, um. It is getting to winter months, so he's going to go up to his uh, ice cabin. Well, his ice cabin burned down mm-hmm. because of Tim. Yeah. So he should burn down Tim's house. It wasn't even the his. They his were just handling. thinking about buying it. Oh God! Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I suppose. Yeah. You just walk away for it. Walk away from the scene of it. Like I don't know, man. It was burned down when oh, I got man. there. <laughs> I'm sure, Yeah. Right. Um. And uh, that's the end of that scene. That's the end of that scene and (laughs) the end of that episode. We go to some outtakes where there's some tool time shenanigans that were kind of funny. Yeah. Um, We go now to... Is there anything you uh, want to cover that we didn't? (laughs) This is a question I normally ask. Well, you know... One of these days you're going to say something. Guys, I just like to think about how, um, in Stop Making Sense... (laughs) When uh, yeah, I just feel like I feel like the fact that they choose to stay on David Byrne's face in one unbroken shot for all of Once in a Lifetime, or like almost all of it, but then finally when they cut to a different shot, it's just like a breath of fresh air or like a a bucket of ice cold water to the face, but it's somehow also refreshing. I always find it uh, surprising as well when uh, there is the shot with the halo around the microphone uh, bubble. Mm-hmm. What do you call these things? The top of the microphones? Uh, the, microphone, the, the microphone cover. I don't know. It always comes sooner than I expect. I think it's in the fourth song. It's actually in the third song. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm always taken by surprise. Also, in What a Day That Was, there is a shot of one of the, uh, of the, one of the backup singers just, like, wailing at one point in yes. the song. And it's just, like, she has, like, this red lipstick on. And it's almost like an abstract expression. Like, oh, I know I we were talking so about much. The Scream earlier. Yes. But, like, yeah, just, just, like, you know, her eye, just these red lips. And her eyes are closed. And her head is back. And it's, like, beautiful. It's just a beautiful moment. It is. I'm not going to lie. That moment kind of turns me on. At times. Okay. Depending on what mood I'm in that night. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a, I, don't know. I don't need to objectify no. that. Well, no, 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 just, no, no Don't objectify that. that. No, but I mean, that's like, you know, that's that's fine. Like, art <laughs> makes you feel a lot of things. Also, I'm wondering is this a thing where I'm going to be on the train back and Landon's going to text me like, hey, Truman, I said that thing about stop making sense turning me on. Could you edit that out? <laughs> uh, I could go on and, on and 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 on about stop making sense. You could do a lot of things about stop making sense. And I will just uh no more for this episode okay uh yeah so let's go to the grunt count yes what do you think it was three you are right it's almost as if i can count as well as you can you know it was harder (laughs) before when there was a lot of grunting on the show but when it happened this time i was like what grunting (laughs) oh that's what they do here It was um, it was really a shock. Yeah, you and, were called to active duty unexpectedly. I know, I know. So my my draft card came up, and I had to <laughs> I had to go fight like Mulan. Uh, yeah, it was really, and also now whenever there are grunts, I'm so shocked by it. You can kind of hear me going like uh one, two, three. <laughs> uh, but yeah, three grunts, three of them, uh, which is his grunt. I and I think he's grunting in reaction to getting the PhD. Now I've noticed something in doing our newsletters where I give the grunt count hint. Yeah. Um, you could sign up for a newsletter on our website, which is www. Wait, are we doing that part yet? <laughs> uh, where I come up with the trivia to get people to guess what the number is—that's mm-hmm. uh, what a hint is. If you didn't know that, so uh, <laughs> give people hints about what hints are. <laughs> um, I've noticed an influx of three. Because I can't write any more trivia about trilogies. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've run through all of them. I kind of have. Zero is getting hard. Yeah. And one is getting hard. Those feel like the three biggest numbers we've uh, had throughout the series. Tim, we're begging you in the past, start grunting more. <laughs> grunt twice. Grunt four times. Know, what kind of... I mean, I do a lot of my trivia on um, obscure and international art house movies. Wait, y- You? <laughs> You wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, I can't wait. You have a knowledge of international and obscure art house movies. I... You, Landon Solano. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I don't. I'm not sure. I buy this. But I don't know what I would have done if I was doing that when we had that 77 uh, grunt episode back in season two. This this number of grunts plus the numbers one nine make the year that Star Wars came out. Hey, there you go. There's an obscure art house movie for you. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. So the before we end this thing, why don't you uh, go ahead and thank uh, a patron or two or three? A patron or two or three? Well, but I Not mean, all of them. Not all of them? Just a few? Just a few. Well, Landon, no. I want to thank all of them because these people deserve our respect. They deserve our thanks. They deserve our support. So, <laughs> so why are we mentioning them in this episode? <laughs> well, I, I mean, they're going to all stop being paid. Like, are we, we're, we're subsidizing this garbage? Yeah. Michael? And Mason, T.J., Spencer, Cheyenne, Farah, Manbach, and yes, even Amber, our newest patron. Oh. Uh, thanks to all of you. I I appreciate you. I dare say Landon appreciates you as well. Thank you for helping us do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think th- I thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you know, some of us so, some of us are more more effusive in our praise <laughs> than others. But uh, thanks all the same. Uh, and you, if you want such an emphatic thank you from me. Uh, just know that Gruntwork is made possible by people like our patrons, uh, so if you enjoyed today's show and you want to help us create even better content, because it can only go up from here, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at our Patreon. Yes, for as little as $1 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content, like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes, which are probably better than what you're listening to right now. At <laughs> least shorter. Uh, yes, if nothing else. Yeah, like, it's all bullshit, but it's less bullshit. <laughs> Uh, and if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you can also get access to uh, our periodic video feed for Grunt Work Nights, which uh, is up for debate. Let us guys know if you uh, let us guys know. Yeah, let us, yeah, hear if, if you're you in grammar work. Uh, oh my fucking god. Periodic our Podcast yes, about Kelsey Grammar, actually. <laughs> special video message uh, thanking you from us. Uh, and you can do all that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod.com. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I realized recently someone was trying to leave us a review, and uh, they don't have Apple Podcasts, nor do they have Apple products. Mm. Thus, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that didn't work too well. Leave us a review on Spotify. <laughs> they, I, can you do that? I don't no. know. I'm not a Spotify user, but no. that's what she listened to us on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, fuck, I don't know. I am a Spotify user. I don't know shit about fuck, man. I just show up and record the podcast and edit it. I don't know anything else. I don't know, know shit else. about fuck. Re- uh, rating and reviewing us is the easiest way to get us uh, in front of people and the cheapest way as well if you don't want to become a patron. Uh, so please take a moment to tell others why you love the show. Stop by on social media and say hi and tell us why you love the show, if you love the show. Or you don't. I mean, yeah. Twitter or Instagram is the better place to tell us why you don't like the show than a rating review. I review. Mean, we can guess why you don't like the show after the <laughs> episode we've just laid out. Uh, at GruntWorkPod on those places. Uh, you can find information on today's show on our website, uh, which is www.gronkpodcast.com. While you're there, sign up for that newsletter we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, and until next week, when we bring you another scintillating episode of <laughs> Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, girls go to college to get more knowledge. Boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. Gender fluid people split the difference by going to a trade school on Mars. <laughs>